This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take command. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. Uh, the podcast twice weekly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we are live on the radio today as well. 1067 The Fan and the Team 980. Thanks for checking us out on your radio or the Odyssey app. Uh, by the way, you can also subscribe to the podcast on the Odyssey app. You know that, Logan? I didn't know that. No. Actually, we've talked about that before, so I did know that. I was about to say, you, that means you don't pay attention to me ever when I talk about <laughs> where you can get the show, but that's fine. Uh, if you want to watch us, you can. YouTube.com slash at 1067thefan. I also post up highlights on my channel at Craig Hoffman. All right. We are doing defensive rankings today, taking a look at the defensive positions in the NFC East going through the defensive tackles, the edges, the linebackers. We've done the safeties as well. If you missed any of those four, uh, you can either rewind on the Odyssey app or just check out the podcast. That's the beauty of podcasts. It's on demand. That's what we are, a podcast. We just happen to be on the radio today. Uh, but we're going to hit the corners to wrap up in the final 10 minutes here, Logan. And this is another position where there is a ton of talent. And, and I think yeah. um, some of the best players uh, on the defensive side in the division actually reside at this position and there that is both established guys and guys who could, could break out you know including obviously the first round pick here in washington yeah and this is this is a really tough group because you got guys kind of uh there's two two types here right guys that are really established that have like a long track record of being successful and obviously you have two uh first round picks coming into the division deontay banks and obviously emmanuel forbes yep. so um uh, banks is up in new york obviously so I look at this and I say to myself, like, I guess if, if again, today, yeah, I have to say today, which is, you know, the day before 4th of July or whatever, like who it's going to be. And, you know, no one's played any meaningful football from those young guys. I think I'm going to just lean older guys ever so slightly. I would too. If that's the, and if that's the case, I'm going to go Philly one. I think Dallas two, um, you know, Gilmore and, uh, Diggs are really a talented duo. I think Gilmore hopefully will kind of chill Diggs out a little bit if you're a Dallas fan. And kind of, again, one of the things that Diggs brings is that tremendous turnover ability, but also take a little bit of that gambler out and kind of make him make some educated guesses there. So I think I'd probably go two there. And then it's tough, man. Like it's because really I would probably go I'd probably go Washington three. I think I would uh, too. Because I think they have Benjamin St. Just obviously is a starting caliber corner. Fuller's a starting caliber corner. And I think when you look at um, the Giants, for example, they have a Dory Jackson who has been a little inconsistent the past two years, injuries and things like that. Uh, but I, basically his that, whole career has been inconsistent. Yes. And very talented, obviously, when he's healthy. And sure. um, and then Banks is going to be the other starting corner. corner. So I think if, if I had to give an order – 
I think that's probably what I do, which is weird because I thought that would be the most challenging group to do. But actually some of the, like the edge rusher was probably more challenging. Linebackers was tough just because there's not like this definitive body of work with those groups here. It's like, yeah, the corners in Dallas have been super productive. The corners in Philly have been very productive. And then obviously the the two remaining groups are Washington. Yeah, I think I go Philly first because of yeah the that's what I, I mean. Yeah. I'm going Philly first. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agreeing with you. Um, okay, because you you have everything there. You have yeah established veteran excellence. I mean, true excellence in Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Those are two of the best ten corners in football. 15 corners in that's football. A, yeah, I mean, yeah. Depending I, who you talk to, I'd say yeah, ten. Like maybe yeah. 10, 15 for sure. Um, Avante Maddox, at, you know, when healthy, as good as it gets in the player. nickel. Um, and then you've got I some, about him. some high upside guys like Greedy Williams, you know, former high draft pick. Does he get to learn yeah. from guys like Slay and Reddick and develop into what people thought he could be coming out of LSU? And Keely Ringo was, was thought to be when he got to Georgia as a freshman, like this dude's a future top 10 pick. He winds up sliding way down for legitimate reasons. His play did yeah. not, you know, hold up of that over time. But again, this is this is kind of why everyone freaked out the, with, with Philly around the draft. Everyone looked at the guys they took and said, those are super talented players who needed to go to the right place so that they could develop. And then they land in Philadelphia where there's all this veteran leadership, where there's all this culture, where there's all this everything you could possibly want to incubate talent. And, you know, we're doing this for yeah. this year, but like if all of a sudden next year Slay and or at least one of them is gone, which I think is very likely based off cap stuff. Um, but if not, both of them are gone. Slay and Bradbury are Williams and, and Ringo, the replacements that all of a sudden come in ready to play in year two in that system. And they're the, there for the next half decade. Like these are the kinds yeah. of ways of roster building where Philly's putting at least pieces in place to be good for a long time, potentially, which is obviously really important now that they paid their quarterback a ton of money. Um, that's the plan to be competitive yeah. for as long as that Hertz contract is, is around And How do you do it by, by taking big swings, building a culture that can help you hit as many of those as possible. And ultimately we'll see that said, one of those corners goes down and, you know, uh, greedy Williams has to play this year and he's the inconsistent football player. He's been so far in the NFL sure. and, and maybe it's not quite as good. Not that, you know, there's a ton of depth in this division elsewhere, um, that's the nature of things. When you lose a starter, you probably don't have a starter waiting to go. Um, and and that's, you know, ha when that happens in the season could be a determining factor. But ultimately, I think Bradbury and Slay are the two best in the division, probably overall. Like, I think they're the two best corners in the division pending yeah. Forbes or Banks coming in as a rookie and being incredible. Um, and so I'd put them one. Dallas two, I think I agree with you, Washington three, and then and then New, New York four. We can go into any of those three. But I, I think that's kind of where I sit with Philly. Yeah, and I think I, I totally agree. I think Philly is, because of those two guys at the top, obviously, they kind of have an edge, but they also have done a good job of kind of making sure there's depth pieces here, much like Washington's done. Washington every single year does a good job of having guys on the roster that are good football players. And I think, um, you know, Dallas bringing uh, Gilmore is an excellent addition for them. And uh, yeah, so I totally, I think that's probably it. Uh, I got a question for you, Craig. I got a couple minutes left. Do you, so based on this, and maybe this is a whole show, but, you know, for the last five minutes, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Based on these rankings, who do you think the best total defense is, right? That, that's my thought, like kind of working through this. Yeah, so I'm going to counter your question a bit with a question, and then we can dive sure, into the it. answer. Because I thought about this. I was like, what do we do if we need more time and this, these position rankings don't take us the entire length of the show? And I was like, yeah. you know what else we could rank is the defensive coordinators. Yeah. And that becomes a- really interesting, too, because it obviously has a massive effect. Philly, we don't know. Uh, their DC Jonathan Gannon left yes. for Arizona. So, you know, you got a year one DC there. Dan Quinn might be the best defensive coordinator in all of football um, yes. in Dallas. Uh, obviously, Wink is uh, a bit of a wild card. Last year, a tremendous one uh, in New York, but he's so aggressive. Mm-hmm. And does he keep that or does he have a little bit more trust in his team this year to play yeah. a little bit more solid? And then Jack is as solid as they come and it has consistently been a top. 10 to 15 defensive coordinator in terms of his defenses have been. Um, and so when you try to rank those, or at least, you know, put that on these, these groups to rank the overall defense, I think it becomes really tough because in some ways I trust Washington the most, because I feel like I know what they are. Um, everyone else has these massive questions in wildcard, you know, type of scenarios. I guess Dallas kind of doesn't, um, but it becomes tough. I think Philly's the most talented. So I'd still probably you know, rely on the talent and, and have them figure it out. Dallas and Washington are then right there. I think New York's solid though, but they're probably four. Yeah. That's I think how I would rank it. But I'm curious what you think of of the DC question as well. In terms of defenses, yeah. I, I, so to me, Philly, I think moves down a little bit. Uh, you know, just for my own because I think you know it'll be interesting to see what they do defensively. Last year they were a very conservative defense that relied on their offense to hold the football a lot. And I think that defense is significantly elevated by the style of offense that they do run, right? So in terms of just defense that kind of scares the living daylights out of you, Philly's a good group, but like Dallas, man, there were times where you're going into those games where you're watching film, getting ready, and you're just like, what is Dan doing here, right? It's just like they're they're disguising cover two. It looks like, man, oh gosh, they're running an all-out blitz. And it wasn't, and they had the guys from a safety position, from a cornerback spot, from a rush standpoint. Now, again, their first and second down run defenders, like we talked about, aren't very good. But in terms of guys that can win one-on-one pass rushing attempts, like that was an absolute nightmare for this team and for anybody they played against. And they slowed a little bit as the year went on. But I do think that group, when they are clicking and when they have a couple of good pass rushers, and again, that's that's a big question. You know, are they? Do they have the same stable of pass rushers? Uh, that's a pretty dangerous group. And then Wink last year did an excellent job. And I think adding Two, because Adoree gets healthy. Deontay Banks, probably the best pure man guy in the class in terms of draft. Um, you say to yourself, like, you know, now we can really rely on some of those pressure-heavy schemes, get Dexter Lawrence in more one-on-one situations. It's a scary group. But I'd probably say, for me, right now, it's probably um, excluding Washington. When, and, we'll, and I'll add them in here in a second. But it's probably Dallas. And then it's a close between Philly because the coordinator thing for me, it, yeah. that's like the coordinator like Sean Desai is very highly thought of um, yeah. the, the new guy coming in in Philly, but like just haven't seen it, you know, I, I, and I think it's fascinating, Logan, because, you know, I'm, I'm staring at, at the notes and it's like, 
I defensive tackles, we didn't put Dallas first. Edges, we didn't put yeah. Dallas first. Linebackers, safeties, corners. They're not yeah. first in any of these, but right. it shows you the impact of like what it means to take, you know, second and third in basically all of those and make it a cohesive unit. And that's yeah. what that what Quinn does better than anyone else in this division. And so I, I think the size good, um, but he hasn't done it and he hasn't done it with this unit. Um, yeah. you know, we're, we have some massive question marks in Washington, obviously in terms of chase and, and his impact positively or negatively. Um, yeah. and then, you know, New York is, is probably the least talented in the division, but it's not by a lot. And right. they're a bit of a wild card in how they, they organize things. Yeah, I think so too. In terms of the defensive structure, like they are gambling every single time they're out there so much pressure, really high stakes. And now you've got some players that are better at doing that. So does that elevate that group in the back end? I don't know. But yeah, I think it's probably, again, because the coordinator, it's probably Dan. And then I think, you know, Washington's in the mix. But I, to me, the the big cog there is Chase, you know, because if Chase develops, if it's, it's, let me say, it's not Chase, it's the development at key spots. It's the development of Forbes. It's the development of the young safeties. It's the development of, of young, obviously. And if that happens, they, they could easily be the most talented they could be a top five in defense division. in football if that happens. If Chase turns and into I, a monster and the safeties develop and Emmanuel's good, they could be gross. They could be gross. And I think Jack is a good is a people people sleep on Jack. Like when you watch Jack, like I go back to last year. And I think I might have said this on this show, but if I didn't, I'm just gonna bring it up here. So last year, Jack kind of set the template to to beating Philadelphia's RPO system, you know? And that's Jack doing that. That's right. good, innovative, innovative defensive thinking. And so it's not like Jack is just out there, you know, like playing football back when he, you know, like in leather helmets. He's like thinking innovatively about football, how to put his guys in good positions to be successful. And I, I just think to me, the question with this defense, and probably because we know it really well, is we're relying on a little bit of development at a lot of spots that could take them from a top 15 group to a top five group. And I think that's the big thing here. And it's, a, it's the same thing with Philly, quite honestly, right? What's Jalen Carter? What's N'Kobe Dean? How does the depth at second in the secondary work out for him, right? Like those are big questions. So I think um, it's the projection with some of those groups while Dallas feels much more established. And for whatever reason, even though the Giants are not that talented, they I feel like I know them really, really well. You know yeah. what I mean? I know what they're be, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. All right. That is Take Command for today. Second episode from us will come out in the podcast feeds later this week. If you joined us on the radio, hope you have enjoyed. Again, we do this twice a week during the offseason, three times a week during the season. So make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the free Odyssey app. You can also watch us on YouTube at 1067thefan. For Logan Paulson, I'm Craig Hoffman, and we will see you next time on Take Command.